It's Thursday, November 10, 2011. Yes, we can stop the pipeline! Maybe they can stop the pipeline, or at least reroute it. Today, we have made history. Australia passes world's first carbon tax. More wacky weather in weird places. Plus, five years to avoid the worst consequences of climate change. All of that and more straight ahead from bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. By the way, that was the Department of Energy I was reaching for a while ago. Oh, that was it. The Department of Energy. You'd think the governor of Texas would remember that. This is your Green News Report. Yeah, I stepped in it, man. Okay, Des, all the news today is about Rick Perry's amazing flub last night when he couldn't remember his own plan to shut down the Department of Energy. You can't name the third one? The third agency of government. Yeah. I would I would do away with the education, uh, the uh, <laughs> commerce, I, I, commerce, and let's see. I can't. The third one, I can't. Sorry. <laughs> Oops. But what is perhaps even more amazing here is what is not being discussed, what the Department of Energy actually does. I know. Uh, Matt Iglesias over at thinkprogress.org explained it very well. You know, the Department of Energy oversees the safety of the nation's nuclear assets. Agencies like the National Nuclear Safety Administration and the National Naval Nuclear Reactors Program. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Perry thinks we should privatize the arsenal of nuclear warheads as well. Amazing. Plus, this just in, as we're going to air today, folks have been protesting against this Keystone XL pipeline now for months and months. Big protests at the White House over the weekend. And now news breaking today from Reuters that the State Department may be thinking about a change. Yes, the State Department says today it may reroute the controversial proposed Keystone XL oil pipeline from Canada. But this is after Nebraska's Republican governor said he would not fight it if the pipeline were moved away from Nebraska's main water supply. The legislature in Nebraska has been moving forward a bill that uh, would allow exactly that, since the pipeline would go over, what, two-thirds of Nebraska's uh, drinking water supply? Yes, and it's, of course, not because of the tens of thousands of protesters across the country against this Keystone Pipeline, but because a Republican governor said he would fight it and attempt to assert state authority. (laughs) In other news, more record extreme weather events in the strangest places. Southern Italy this week is recovering from flash floods after a very rare tropical storm hit the Mediterranean coast. That's right, a tropical storm in Italy in November. Dr. Jeff Masters of Weather Underground says the waters of the Mediterranean are usually too cold to develop what he calls a medicane. A medicane? That's his term for a hurricane in the Mediterranean. Nice. Residents in remote western Alaska are also facing a snowacane, or an arcticane, if you want to call it that. The normally cautious National Weather Service called the massive storm currently lashing the west coast of Alaska in the Bering Sea, quote, an epic superstorm, the worst in 40 years. The storm in Italy and the storm in Alaska fit the trend toward more extreme weather events, as predicted by climate scientists. But global warming is also having a more direct effect in this storm on Alaska. It's more vulnerable due to the loss of sea ice, which used to act as a buffer to reduce the impact of storm surge. 
Meanwhile... After all of these years of debate and division, our nation has got the job done and from the 1st of July we will see a price on carbon pollution. Australia completes historic passage of the world's first carbon tax. We've been following the contentious and divisive battle in Australia to pass this carbon tax. It achieved final passage in Australia's Senate on Tuesday. Beginning in July 2012, the carbon tax will be levied on the 500 biggest industrial polluters in Australia as an incentive to spur innovation. The revenue will go to households and to clean energy research. Australia's Conservative Party vows to repeal the legislation if voters return them to power in 2013. Environmentalists have long been calling for a carbon tax. The uh, cap-and-trade idea was actually a conservative idea, but a carbon tax is basically meant to force polluters to pay for polluting. Right now, they get to pollute for free, and it is the people, the taxpayer money, the government, that has to pay to clean it up. So this is big news in Australia, leading the world, frankly. And not a moment too soon, the International Energy Agency warned in its report this week that the world is headed for, quote, irreversible climate change if action isn't taken in the next five years. The 2011 World Energy Outlook report released by the IEA on Wednesday calculates that in the next five years, the world is on track to build enough fossil fuel power plants, factories and buildings to lock in dangerous heat trapping emission levels for decades to come, losing the opportunity to limit global temperature rise and leading to irreversible climate change. By all means, ignore these warnings. They're just a hoax. Nothing to worry about here. For much more on all of these stories, please check out our website. Website at greennews.bradblog.com. While you're there, please consider a donation to help sponsor the Green News Report. We really need you, and yet Rick Perry keeps forgetting to donate. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyne. And this has been your... Um, um, Green News Report? Right, that's it. I stepped in it, man. Her heart's as big as Texas, and wherever I may go, I'll remember her forever because I love her so.